welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of 52 Lord's Days. Today we continue on our journey through the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, as they are known, are divided in two main tables. The first table of the law, as it is called, speaks of our relationship with God, and the second table of the law speaks of our relationship with our neighbors. When Jesus was approached by the leaders of his day, he answered it in this manner. What is the greatest commandment, he was asked, and the greatest commandment is that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one was like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The first table of the law includes commandments 1 through 4, and the second table of the law commandments 5 through 10. Up to this point, the Ten Commandments have been descriptive. Commandments 1 through 5 have a little bit more information than commandments 6 through 9. What you'll notice is this. For instance, the Sixth Commandment says, You shall not murder. The Seventh, You shall not commit adultery. The Eighth, You shall not steal. And the Ninth, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. In this episode, episode number 40, we will explore the Sixth Commandment, which says, You shall not murder. Notice that I said, Thou shall not murder. Some English translations have, Thou shall not kill, like the KJV. Also, the RSV says, you shall not kill. The ASV says, thou shall not kill. And others also say, thou shall not kill. However, a better rendition of the Hebrew word for kill here is for sure murder. The Hebrew word is the word ratzach, which means to murder, to slay, or to premeditate a killing. So this word also can mean assassination. The idea is of an unrighteous killing. The Evangelical Dictionary of Theology provides us with a helpful explanation. The wording of this commandment simply prohibits killing, quote-unquote. The meaning of the word, however, implies a prohibition of murder. The word used in the commandment is not primarily related to killing in warfare or to capital punishment. Both those matters are dealt with in other options of the Mosaic Law. The word could be used to designate both murder and manslaughter. Since manslaughter involves accidental killing, it cannot be sensibly prohibited. It continues and says, Thus, the Sixth Commandment prohibits murder, the taking of another person's life for personal or selfish gain. Stated positively, this preserves for each member of the covenant community the right to live. We were all created in the Imago Dei, the image of God. The Sixth Commandment stands against the violation of the Imago Dei in a person's life. And this relates to any life, whether life in the womb or outside of the womb. Murder is a serious offense. It has always been wrong and always will be wrong. Now, the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day number 40, begins with this question. What does God require in the Sixth Commandment? The answer given is that I do not revile, hate, insult, or kill my neighbor either in thought, word, or gesture, much less in deed, whether by myself or by another. But lay aside all desire of revenge. Moreover, 
that I do not harm myself nor willfully run into any danger. Wherefore also to restrain murder, the magistrate is armed with the sword. Note that this first part here refers to killing or murdering someone with insult, with thought, with word. Where does this come from? Well, Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 and 22 says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in the danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, You fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Those are the very words of Jesus. Drawing from the Old Testament, Sixth Commandment, Jesus speaks of something even deeper. The murdering of someone's character or someone's personhood through the use of our words. We must be careful not to commit character assassinations. And during these recent days, what an important reminder for us that we must be careful with our words so that we do not violate the Imago Dei in other people's lives through what we say and how we interact with them. The Heidelberg Catechism also mentions the idea of revenge. Now, that's important for us to explore because the Bible does speak of that. For instance, Romans 12, 19 says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Further, we must remember that revenge arrives from anger. And there are also warnings about anger. In Ephesians 4, verse 26, it says, Be angry and do not sin, and do not let the sun go down on your wrath, and do not give the devil an opportunity. We are, in other words, according to Matthew 18, 35, to forgive each other's trespasses. Now, the Heidelberg Catechism has yet two other questions, so let's get to them. The next question is, does this commandment, the sixth commandment that is, speak only of killing? Question mark. It really is just a segue from the first question because it speaks of, again, killing somebody from the inside. Because the answer given is no. But in forbidding murder, God teaches us that he abhors its very root. Again, the root of all murder is envy, hatred, anger, and the desire for revenge. And that in his sight All of these are hidden murders, so to speak. God calls us to greater holiness. He does not want us to have in us envy and hatred and anger and a desire for revenge, but rather forgiveness and also repentance when we do commit these sins. For instance, 1 John 2 and 10 says, He who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness. James chapter 2, verse 13 says, For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And the most famous passage of Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21, is very relevant for us here to read together. Galatians 5, 19 to 21 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, Lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, there's the word, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
Murder begins in the heart. That's why we must examine our hearts. Because anger and hatred and envy and so forth begins within us, not outside of us. The final question of Lord's Day number 40 says, But is this all that is required, that we do not kill our neighbor? The answer is no. For in condemning envy, hatred, anger, God requires us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Notice the emphasis here is not necessarily just to condemn envy, hatred, and anger, but that we love folks, that we love our neighbor as ourselves. Again, that is what the second table of the law is about. We must show patience, peace, meekness, mercy, and kindness towards our neighbor to prevent him or her as much as possible from those things so to do good even to our enemies. Like Ephesians 4, 2 says, we are to bear one another in love. Again, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. In the passage of Luke 6, 36, Jesus says, Therefore be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Again, we are to emulate the character of God to others. In the previous chapter, in chapter 5, verse 44, it says, But I say to you, love your enemies, and bless those who curse you. And do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Again, folks, the Sixth Commandment speaks of the value of human life, life inside and outside of the womb. We as Christians must stand against all attempts to murder people. The abortion issue, of course, is something that we must be passionate about for we must be for life. And we also must be for the order and peace in our communities to encourage others to be courteous to one another and to always seek the welfare and the well-being of our communities. Christians must set the example of how this should be lived out. So I end with these verses from Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 to 14. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bury with one another, and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Well, friends, that is it for this episode of the Preacher's Devo podcast. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to subscribe and to share this podcast with your friends and family. May the Lord bless you.